Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Seemingly all of a sudden, a ton of the U.S. men's national team striker options are firing all at once. How do they fit into the team? John Muller is here to discuss. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, August 30th. After months and months of begging any of the U.S. options at striker for the men's national team to break out and start scoring goals and grab a hold of that position, it's finally happened, but it's maybe happened too much. All of a sudden, (laughs) everyone's scoring. A A whole bunch of U.S. strikers are in form, which means it's time to break down what specifically they bring to the table besides goals maybe their role on the team. Sam Skaskill has a big piece in The Athletic about that topic this week. And in that piece, he breaks down the options using John Muller's player roles, which we talked about in a previous episode of the show, all about that colorful wheel with all the positions and and traits and and things like that. Luckily, I have John Muller with me today. John, I want to dive into some of these different categories with you. We can talk about different options uh, within that category. And then maybe get some thoughts on which role generally would work best based on what we know about the way Berhalter likes this U.S. Benz national team to play. That all work for you? Yeah, let's talk striker roles. All right, let's start with it. So there are three main ones that Sam sort of outlines in this piece. Uh, They are target, finisher, and roamer. And we're going to go in order basically of which ones have the most players uh, within that category right now, at least as Sam sort of lays them out in, in the piece. And we're going to start with Target. And I think it's interesting here that Sam has Josh Sargent as a Target alongside Brandon Vasquez and Jeremy Bobasi, because I feel like much of the discussion about him has been that he has not been playing as a Target. He's been playing as a winger. He's been uh, a little bit more of a mobile sort of presence. Uh, What do you think changes about that? First of all, what are the characteristics of the Target role in in your sort of... uh, in your delineation and would it change anything for target for Sargent to be there alongside Vasquez and Abobasi? Yeah. So obviously there are, there are a ton of stats that go into the model and different ways that these roles can be different, but the easiest way with the strikers to picture how these three roles are different is to imagine what a striker does in the buildup. If he's a guy who's dropping in, receiving balls to feet, turning, playing creative passes, you know, doing a lot of linking with the midfield, that's probably going to be a roamer type, you know, your false nines, your hybrid wingers, those guys are roamers. Uh, if he's a guy who's, you know, maybe dropping into midfield, but he's receiving long balls, uh, you know, he's, he's getting the, the ball and he's being forced with the defender at his back to kind of drop in and link play in a sort of quick up back go third man combination. That's probably a target man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you've got a guy who's just kind of staying central as a reference point, maybe making runs beyond the line, that's probably going to be your finisher type. So those, those three types uh, kind of are equally distributed across the big five leagues. I would guess that in the championship where Sargent is now 
uh, target men are overrepresented just because that's how the championship plays. That's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tried and true. Uh, so yeah, he's definitely getting some reps at kind of a different role than he has in the past. Well, that's interesting. Let's, let's move on to the second uh, category there uh, with two players within it. Finisher, uh, as you sort of outlined it, sort of as a reference point and very, uh, I don't know. It's a very descriptive category because they literally do the finishing. The two players here, Jordan Pifak, who's off to a great start with Union Berlin in the Bundesliga, and Haji Wright with Antalyaspor in Turkey. Between these two players, it strikes me that, as as might be appropriate for uh, both fitting under this category, they have very similar profiles. Uh, is there anything between these two players that makes one really stand out over the other to you, as far as you're concerned? You know, we haven't gotten to see that much of either of these players uh, because Berhalter likes to use them in late game situations. You know, he's, he's very right. adamant, like kind of the defining thing about the finisher role is that they're not that involved in their team's play. They don't get a ton of touches. They're not involved that much in the buildup. You know, they're there to score goals in the box in the final third. And that's just not how Berhalter's USMNT has liked to play. So he brings them on in late game situations, you know, whether you're chasing a game and you just need somebody making those runs behind the line. Uh, or, or if you know you're up in the game and and you're kind of sitting deep and countering, a finisher can be useful in those situations, and I think that we'll see one for the USMNT and Cutter in that same type of situation. I would go probably with Pifak just because I think that he has more familiarity with the team at this point, and I think that's probably going to win out in Berhalter's mind. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last but certainly not least, Romer. Just one player that is listed here, Jesus Ferreira. Um, I think it's notable that he's sort of the only one that Sam put in this category because I feel like this makes this basically makes him a shoe in for the squad. Is this the role that's maybe we're most likely to see from the start uh, with uh, with Berhalter in Cutter? Yeah, I mean, definitely over Berhalter's what has it been now three, almost four years in charge. Uh, yeah. That's kind of been the striker profile that he's preferred is is these kind of false nine types, these linkers, these creative guys. Uh, Sergeant very much did fit that profile. Uh, the problem was that he was roaming too much and never getting into the box and never sure. goals. Uh, Ferreira, thankfully, can do both and, and has done both for the USMNT. And I think that that in itself makes him kind of a shoe in uh, because uh, the USMNT has good off ball wingers, you know, Pulisic, Aronson, Ariola, Way, like all these guys are really good at making runs in behind. They like to play narrow. So when you have a dropping striker who can combine with the midfield, that opens up those spaces. And I think Sam writes about this uh, very well in the piece that uh, that those wingers can exploit. So yeah, I think Ferreira will be the guy on day one. So if you have Ferreira as uh, the, the guy on day one, and let's just say that the U.S. takes 
two strikers. Who's the other one that you're picking right now on uh, whatever day this is in, in, in late August? You know, Sam thinks that uh, Sargent is, is going to be there. And based on the way that he started this season, I think that that's a credible pick. I think Brandon Vasquez has been tearing it up uh, in MLS. All the clips that I've seen of him this season have been very promising. Yeah. But I think that he just doesn't have, you know, kind of the the experience with the team at this point to to break in. So, yeah, I, I think that Ferreira and Sargent and probably Pifak are, are going to be the three guys we'll see. It'll be interesting to continue to see if uh, U.S. strikers find the form and especially interesting to see if they can carry it into Qatar. But until then, John, thanks so much for coming on the show and breaking this down for us today. Thanks for having me. Before we go, a TV guide for today, all times are Eastern, and we have actually kind of a packed slate. This is going to be one of those midweek days where we have just a ton of games going on, an even bigger one tomorrow. But for today, for Tuesday, in the Premier League, we have three games of note, uh, four total, but three that I'm pointing out here to you first. At 2.30 p.m. on Peacock, Fulham versus Brighton and Hove Albion, pointing this out because Brighton currently up near the top of the league. They've had a great start to the season worth seeing if they can keep that going against Fulham at 2.45 p.m. Southampton hosting Chelsea. That'll be on Peacock. And at 3 p.m. Leeds United, America's favorite team against Everton. America's former favorite team, I guess, in the days of Tim Howard and Landon Donovan. I don't know. Anyway, they're on USA Network at 3 p.m. today. It's also a big day in Serie A. Three big teams all in action at 12.30 p.m. AC Milan visits Sassuolo. That will be on Paramount+. Plus. And then two games at 2.45 p.m. Internazionale versus Cremonense. That will be on Paramount+. Plus. And Roma versus Monza. That will be on Paramount+. Plus as well. In Germany, kind of an interesting game at 2.46 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. RB Leipzig playing Teutonia Ottensen. They are from Hamburg. They are in the fourth tier of German football. They've never been even close to the top flight, despite being around in some form since 1905. Interesting little bit of a mismatch there in the DFB Pokal. Obviously, if Teutonia Ottensen from Hamburg are able to pull off that upset, that would be most enjoyable. Last but certainly not least in the Copa Libertadores, it's semifinal time, the first leg, Atletico Paranaense versus Palmeiras, an all-Brazilian semifinal. That will be on at 8.30 p.m. tonight on BN Sports. This show is produced by Mike Zerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic and listening in the app. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all. <laughs>